Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. And we're reviewing Malcolm and Marie. And this, this is the is rollback. Roll <laughs> we'll nail it. We'll nail it one of these days. We get it right every time. Yeah. Uh, what's up, dude? Dude, so I, I came up with a better name for this movie. Go ahead. You know how this movie is called Malcolm and Marie? Yeah. I thought it should be called Malcolm versus Marie Dawn of Arguments. Pretty proud of that one. Yes, actually, I am. I really am. I I texted you that one, right? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) it's if you're listening to this, it might be Saturday, it might be Sunday, but we're on Valentine's Day uh, season, uh, definitely. So we said, uh, why not let's let's review something, you know, that could probably nail uh, the season. And how do I say this? I've never been happier single <laughs> after this movie than i have watching this movie man i mean um you and i completely different backgrounds you know you're happily married and you know i'm i'm uh i'm not so there's uh so there's like uh there's gonna be different perspectives that we're gonna see this movie and perspectives is definitely an important thing to consider when watching this film so uh, I'm gonna le- I'm gonna read you like a little synopsis, and then we'll uh, we can start talking about it. Um, so Malcolm and Marie madly in love. A filmmaker and his girlfriend return home from his movie premiere. Smoldering tensions and painful revelations push them towards a romantic reckoning. So we got Zendaya, 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 um, and uh, John David Washington. Now, these are two actors that we've been seeing in a lot of things. And they, of course, Disney Channel star and now uh, pretty well known from uh, from the Spider-Man movies. And, of course, her Emmy-winning performance in Euphoria. And uh, we got John David Washington, who straight out of his uh, Oscar nomination in Black Klansman. And, of course, uh, doing Tenet very recently. Um, oh, my God. I forgot he was in Black Klansman. He was the main guy in Black Klansman. Dude, I know. I completely forgot about that movie. That's a great fucking movie, dude. I can't believe I forgot about that. He was awesome in that. He was the Black Klansman. (laughs) But, like, dude, his charisma. Like, damn, I forgot about that. He got it from his pops, man. He got it from his pops. And Speaking um, of his pops, have you seen The Little Things? No, I have not. Is it good? Do you have HBO Max, like, in Mexico? There's no HBO Max in Mexico. Not until June. We're going to get it in June. Do but you get with the, but with we're we're not gonna talk about that or not. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is is maybe I have a, a code and a, yeah. and a and a password for for an account with HBO Max, and all I'm saying yeah. is maybe maybe I'd be willing to share that info with a very good friend of mine. If if you want, I didn't know, I didn't realize that you didn't have it. So if you don't have it, I mean, maybe you want the code. Here's the thing about HBO Max. It's going to start here in June. They just announced it today. Like today they said, hey, we're coming in in June. But then they said, but you're not getting uh, same day release for the Warner Brothers movies. Mm, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a VPN problem to me. That really th- that, that, that sounds like it'll be like a nice segue into a commercial or an ad read. But we don't have one of those. So, mm. you know, just... Uh, <laughs> just a thought but but yes i am interested in if you're willing to share that hbo max <laughs> maybe um, i have a code maybe i have an email that connects to that to that uh, account i'm just saying i'd be more than happy to share that with a friend well 
Thank you. I, I would appreciate that. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when March comes in and we have to watch, uh, um, we have to watch uh, Snyder Cut and Godzilla vs. Kong, or as I like to call it, you know, research. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Malcolm and Marie. So Malcolm and Marie, Netflix movie just dropped. It just dropped this week. And, you know, it has Zendaya. It has, uh, it has uh, John David Washington, just the two of them. Just the two of them, black and white. This this is actually a, a, a bit of a history-making film. This is the first production made post-COVID. This yeah. is like the first movie that was filmed after like the virus like stopped everything. And apparently, and I I I don't have the information to confirm this, but apparently this is Sendaya's house. Like this is her house. So you know, good for her. That Disney Channel money barely paying off. Um yeah, so um, before we start and before we before, before we start throwing all our, our opinions and all our thoughts and everything, this movie comes with a bit of a caveat, with a bit of a of a disclaimer. And that was when, while I was watching it, uh, we'll get into the plot, development, characters, quotes, everything in a second. But while I was watching it, I felt like the movie was bulletproof. I feel like I couldn't criticize review or give a thought on the movie because the movie itself had a lot of moments where they were basically attacking the critics so i felt like every comment that i could make about the movie was ah like they cut us off yeah it was i feel like the movie was 10 steps ahead of me i feel like i couldn't criticize it i couldn't attack it I, i i couldn't really complain about it because the movie was already telling me how my review was wrong Mm-hmm. So for, so while I was watching it, I was li- uh, halfway through watching it through that amazing six-minute uh, 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 monologue that John David Washington is doing. I was this close to just calling you and be like, let's call it off. I can't do this. <laughs> I love but man, then, that, that Lego part broke me. Yeah. That Lego part broke me. I'm sorry, go on. But then, but then I finished the movie. And I was like, wow, like this is the first new movie that I've watched in 2021, technically. Mm-hmm. This is like the first new thing. Like I'm we're off to a good start. I liked it. I, I, I like how it was going. So then I, I thought, let, let me look at let, let me look up at you know who made this, who wrote it, like what because apparently this this is Sendayas and John David Washington. They produced it, they they had a hand in uh in uh in writing it a, a, a bit. So I was like, okay, let me learn a little bit about, about this. This this director, this writer-director, Sam Levinson. I'm like, who is this guy? White guy. <laughs> now, now I feel very comfortable talking about this movie. <laughs> huh, huh. There's, uh, there seems to be uh, water in this boat that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is an episode. Let's throw the disclaimer. This is an episode that could very easily go wrong. So let's try to not not get it wrong. But so, Sam uh, Levinson, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, so can I give just a little bit of extra background information on this movie before we begin? Go ahead. So part of the reason why this film was made and produced was to actually keep people working. A lot of the crew from Euphoria worked in this movie. The crew is in not just necessarily the cast, but like. The actual, like, the grip, the cameraman, like, a, a, yeah, right, and good for them. Get work. No, good that's no, that's one. That's the only reason why this movie was made. 
Yeah. Just to get them paid so they could continue to feed their damn families. Zendaya openly said that literally this movie was created so that they could keep working. Not her. She's fine. That yeah. dude with the grip has yeah. a family to feed. So that's literally the only reason why the movie was made. And there was a clause in the contract when they made it saying that if they sell it for, I believe, at least $30 million, if they sell the rest for at least 30 mil, then every member of the crew gets $300,000, which awesome. probably which probably chump change to her. But again, yeah. to the dude holding the boom mic who's got to feed his family, that's a godsend. So let's be clear. This movie wasn't necessarily made because we have a great idea. This movie was in part made to be like, hey, we should help out these guys. Let's, let, let, yeah. let's make this. Let's do something for them. You know. Let's do something good. Because yeah. you can clearly tell, like, there's no... This is, this is not a $30 million budget film. At all. At, at all. fucking all. Yeah. Um, so this movie, um, also, I can just straight up tell you right now, I'm going to be able to give my perspective when it comes to being the husband. <laughs> <laughs> like, me and Nikki watched this and we kept going back and forth. I got notes, man. I got a lot of notes. Ladies and gentlemen, Chema is giving me like this whole, like, almost worried, like, oh, fuck, look. I'm just concerned about what's what's about to happen. So here's the thing. I've been in relationships, you know, I've had, I've had arguments, of course. So of course I can relate to some of the things that were happening and some of the, some of the things that were being said to each other. But while the, when the movie started, I thought this was going to be, I knew that that it was going to be like one big fight. I, I knew it, but I didn't think, it was gonna be that unbalanced. I thought it was gonna be both of them on equal footing. Because the whole film, I was like, man, he's an asshole. <laughs> the whole movie, I was like, man, you have the opportunity to do a right thing. And you just, he kept just screwing it up over and over and over. I don't wanna pick sides, but he's wrong. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it directly. And, and this is not like a, like, like, like a movement thing. Not, not like just, just he's wrong. <laughs> And see that I actually agree with you there. I kept saying yeah. like, this is such an easy, easy fuck up to fix. Like, okay, so <laughs> here's the first thing that set me off the second that they, you know, cause you know how they get home and you know, yeah. he's, he pours himself a drink and he's like dancing to music and yeah. she's making a mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's making that angry. He fucked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she made mac and cheese pissed. So I immediately knew, like, oh, he fucked up. What did he do? Yeah. And he forgot to thank her. And it was at that moment that I paused the movie and I looked at Nikki and I said, that's his first fuck up. All right? That's a what? That's his first fuck up. <laughs> like, like, because when you win something, here's what you do. Here's the order in which you thank people. It goes your wife, God, and then your loved ones and your friends and, and, and people. Who okay. You, you go in that order. Okay, you 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 handle how you handle the house first, and then everyone else. So just immediately, like you fuck up. What did you do? Um, but I also kind of understood because she said it didn't bother me at first. It bothered the fuck out of me though when everyone kept bringing it up for the next like three hours. Yeah. So you had you get to take this heat now because I can't get mad at them. They didn't fuck up. You did. Yeah. <sighs> there's a there's a clear disconnect about about. 
you know, there's like a part of me while I was watching it that wanted to appreciate everything that was happening because black and white talking movies, I'm into that shit, you know. Clerks, one of my favorite films. And this is clearly not Clerks, clearly. And better dialogue. But there's a, there's something, you know, there's a part of me that doesn't want to criticize it because, okay, if they did it, you know, to, kept, to keep the staff working, to keep them, great. It's a great experiment. It's a great thing that, you know, you, you, you thought of. It's, it's a cool thing. This movie is a cool thing that exists. It's a... Uh, it's a cool thing to it's it's like I don't know, it's like a cool figure that you have in your house like it doesn't do anything but it's cool you mean know, you you have it like in your bookshelf or something you know mm-hmm. i would know i have some of those i have several <laughs> of those have a lot of those but you know at the end of the day you have to ask yourself who is this movie for is it for the sedea crowd is it for the john david washington is there a john david washington crowd is it for the people that want more euphoria who is this movie for it's definitely not for critics, I'll tell you that, because, you know, I can already I can see them. them. Yeah, I mean, I can already see them just, 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 just like, I had some keyboards like, Ugh. and that's how I felt while I was watching it. But then when I found out more about, uh, about Sam Levinson, this Sam Levinson guy, he made this other movie called Assassination Nation. And I think, I think he kind of based a lot of what Washington is saying based on reviews that he got for that. Mm-hmm. And my question is, and here's where the conversation could get really derailed, is, okay, you want to make a movie where you criticize the, the, the critics? Fine. Why did you feel the need to tell it through the Black character lens? Because, yeah, there's a lot that you can say with that, but you have to be very careful Mm-hmm. And this writer-director, Sam Levinson, I think, I don't know, there's something that doesn't feel right about him projecting all of this, I'll call them what they are, insecurities, mm-hmm. <laughs> into um, this character. Because he, uh, Washington, you know, he's a great actor. He's a fantastic actor. And his charisma bows through. The movie is carried by the two performances. I mean, if, if anything, we're going to remember that. But yeah, the dialogue and everything, it just doesn't feel genuine when I know that this is the guy that wrote it, you know? But I, but no, but I kind of wonder though, like, is it possible that the, the two actors were partially a conduit for what he wanted to say, but maybe they, they felt that as well? Because, uh, so, you know, when going from the argument about how he forgot to thank her to why didn't he cast her or um, yeah. going on to the part with the critics, you know? Yeah, the argument well, part is different. I'm, I'm I'm more going about the critic part because that's yeah. the part I like. No, yeah. so, so that part, when he goes off in this like six minute tangent about, you know, why is yeah. it everything I make, you know, has to be political just because I'm black, you know? Yeah. If I want to make a Lego movie, they would say, oh, you know, is he talking about the, the blocks of the Legos represent yeah. the building blocks of this country and how... Yeah. <laughs> it's called Legos. It, it goes back to the to the to the blue curtains analogy. Remember, mm-hmm. you know why are the curtains? You know, do they represent her depression or her willingness to break free? Motherfucker, the curtains are just blue. That's yeah. all. So in that same vein, I I kind of watch this. I'm like, there has to be. I gotta believe that there is some honesty when it comes to him feeling attacked by the critics, but also yeah. what the actors are saying because the acting was too good for me to believe that Washington didn't believe what he was saying. He didn't relate to some degree. He didn't feel like, no, I feel pent up. 
And I got to believe that to some degree they share that commonality, commonality of like, why the fuck is it like everything I do gets so hardcore examined and it's always political just because of the color of my skin. I got to imagine like there, there has to be some truth to that. Um, and here I am, some douchebag credit uh, fucking saying, that, does he mean that he's being criticized or does he mean yeah. fucking here we are talking about it. But um, yeah. I got to oh, imagine Eddie, that's you're, you're being too rough on yourself. I would never use that word to describe you. I mean, critic. No, no, never. I mean, uh... <laughs> eat it. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck you no um but yeah no i agree with you man i i well i don't entirely agree with you mm-hmm. i think he was partially being genuine i gotta believe that washington was being honest and kind of speaking for himself and i think some people feel that way like stop totally. digging into what i'm into what i'm saying sometimes it's just a fucking surface and there's nothing left to it mm-hmm. if i tell you i hate you there's no underlining thing of like well, secretly I'm attracted to you or, you know, you remind me of this start. No, no, no. I just hate you. Like, like, it's just that simple. Yeah. Sometimes things are so things are simple. Or maybe he's just a really good actor. <laughs> Man. I, I gotta believe that there's that he felt like he believed some of the shit that he was saying. Cause there's no way like yeah. that performance, both of the performances in this movie were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, meta films, let's call it that this is a meta film about film our filmmakers and well partly mm-hmm. at least like a fourth of it and it is it is but uh, like i said as a, as a nice little experiment you know low budgety thing sure cool but once again who is this movie for you know what what's the intended audience who's going to relate to this I mean, think about it. Think, think of like when Marriage Story came out last year and that was a, a hard fucking p- little piece of reality, you know? Um, so this reminded me a little bit of that and how wholly uncomfortable it was. And I was kind of uncomfortable while, while, while watching this, mostly because I could believe the fire. I, I, I could believe the lines. Um, there was one scene that really got me that really put me in like the, the, the position because it almost got me. Uh, there's a scene near the end where uh, Zendaya is talking about how, uh, if, 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 I, if I sound like I'm saying Zendaya wrong, English is not my first language. This is how it logically sounds to me. Um, uh, there's a scene where they're talking about the movie and how he based this movie that he made on her struggles to get clean from being a drug addict. And she asks him, um, can I ask you something and you won't get upset? And immediately right there, I was yelling at the screen, like, don't get upset. Just answer the damn question. But no, he had to be an asshole. Uh, she asks him, why didn't you cast me? Because she used to be an actress and she, she, she dropped out of that. He asks her like, uh, why didn't you cast me? And they go into this huge fight about it. And then she leaves and then she comes back and does this, this, this thing where, she gets back into like the addict and is like, give me the pills. Like, I know you have them. Hide them, hide them. And she gets this knife and she puts it on the, floor, on, the, on the ground. And I believed it. And part of me was like, don't make her the bad guy. Don't make her the bad guy. Like, like if, the, if this is a turn that this movie is going to take, I'm going to fucking hate it. But then she, she pulled out the, the, that's why you didn't cast me. And then she leaves. Fuck and you. I and she, she double flexes it out like, fuck yeah. you. That's what you get with me. And then walks out. Yeah, and then he goes like, why did you do that in the audition? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. That scene, 
Love it. I thought that scene was great. And that, I think, shows off how good of an actress she is. And how good of an actor he is because he can he can be charismatic. They can both be hella charismatic when they want to. Um, but yeah, that scene could have broke down the whole film. It could have put it like on the floor. It, it, it could have been the, the thing that makes it bad. Mm. That I think saved a little bit of the film. Um, I don't want to, I'm not a rewriter. I'm not here to tell Sam Levinson how to do his job. I'm not here to be like, it should have ended this, but you couldn't end the film without giving us like a breakup at least, you know, just to know that these two are not you know, being bitches to each other. Like <laughs> they won't like, die being assholes to each other. Yeah. I mean, it just ends and it's like, okay, then I guess they'll go on. All right. Awesome, for them. Like, yeah, this, like I'll give him this, this movie, the dialogue is not as good as Kevin Smith. Like, let's be real. It's yeah. Not. It's not, <laughs> but I'll give him this. Maybe this is just a credit to the actors. Mm-hmm. They fought, like a real couple like yeah. and i like like i'm saying like i believed their arguments because of how personal and how ugly shit got mm-hmm. it wasn't like you're an asshole it was more like you're so insecure about this or yeah. you want to know why like you know you're not the only inspiration for this character because i based this part off this girl that i had sex with here yeah i based this off this one person i knew that died here yeah like when it got ugly, when she was taking, when she was in the in the bathtub, in the and tub, he, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and he, he just, was he was breaking all this down. That moment when 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 he said like, uh, "You can't accept you you can't like be happy that we're together because you think that me loving you is like a is like a crime or something." He, he the way that he described it was that's ugly. That's ugly fighting. And they they even brought it up later when, 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 when she goes like, you didn't have to bring all that up. Like that was like, you were relishing on that. You wanted to you, fight that. You could have just used 20% of the shit that you used. Yeah. And like, but you went ham. Yeah. Why did you have to go ham? Yeah. And, and speaking on, on the, on the realism of those fights, um, weirdly enough, and this is something that uh, marriage story also got right is that, uh, Sometimes when you're in a fight with a with with a partner, you're you're probably aware of this. I mean, but sometimes when you're in a fight with a partner, it's not on all the time, especially if it lasts very long. Um, I like that they had moments where like they were fighting, and then and then the middle he goes like the review is up, and she's like, oh shit, like tell me. Yeah. And they had they have this scene where like they stop fighting for a second, they they go back to fighting, they stop fighting. That's normal. That happens. I remember uh, one time I was in a relationship, like my last relationship, and we were in a fight. And halfway through, we were at it for like two hours in the couch. And I just told, and I remember telling her, like, you want to, you, you want to take a break? And she went like, break up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you want to take a break from this and let's get some food from the, we were in my apartment. I was like, you want to get some food from the kitchen? And just like, you know, stop for a second. Yeah. And she goes like, what? And she was like, I'm hungry. You're probably hungry. Like, can we stop for a second and just like, yeah. And she's like, okay. So we went into the kitchen and I heat up some tortillas and I put some cream cheese and we ate and we ate in the kitchen for like, you know, like 25 minutes and we were just like, you know, breathing. And, you know, it, it gave us a chance to like, you know, later, you know, yeah. have a better head about it. That's normal. Or at least it should be, you know, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying bring snacks to a fight, but bring snacks to a fight. It might help. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a good peace treaty option. Yeah, I mean, no, no, not just peace treaty. Like, there has to be a point where you have to look at the other person and be like, "This is exhausting," you know. Um, and I think you know, food is the great communicator. So, just saying. 
it helps. Um, and I'm that's good. where the uh, sorry. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, and that's where I think the movie shined when it had those moments when they're talking about the Lego movie or when they're when she's she's uh, when he's going into this tirade and, and into this uh, monologue and she's laughing. She's she's the cat. They, they were just yelling at each other and now they're laughing together. Mm-hmm. That's that happens. That's normal. Yeah. There's uh, my favorite line in the film. My favorite moment in the film was when he's he get, he sees the review and he's looking for his wallet. And, she, and he's like, where's my fucking, where's my motherfucking wallet? And she's, and she's like, have you checked the bar? And he's like, yeah. And he comes back with the, with the wallet. He's like, it wasn't in the bar. He's like, no. But you just know that it was in the bar. <laughs> yeah. And then when he goes like, I have to pay $1.95 to what? To read the fucking article. <laughs> oh, God. That scene. That scene was hilarious. That scene really, like, brought everything down. I yeah. like, I like, I, I like scenes like that. I like the scenes where... Uh, it's quiet and the two of them are outside and they're smoking together. I, there are scenes where like you can sense that it's like it's like when two boxers are like both sitting at, at, at ringside and they're, they're like, <sighs> okay, not bad. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not. Uh, like I said, the movie is about them fighting, but it benefits from its realism when they have those moments when it's like they stop fighting because that I don't know that felt realistic. Mm-hmm. The fighting felt realistic, but also those moments that were that are usually missing in like other movies were present here. I appreciated them. I thought they were nice. Um, this movie is basically divided into two parts: it's the fighting, and then there's the aspect of movie uh, filmmaking, the relationship between filmmaking and critics, and all and, and, and all that. And I'm gonna keep repeating this, but like like I said, as an experiment, I think the movie's fine, fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's for a very selective group of people and I'm not gatekeeping. I'm just really, I, I just really think that a lot of people won't care about this. Yeah. Um, like if you love Zendaya, if you're a person that loves Zendaya, maybe you like it. I don't know. My brother in didn't. <laughs> but if you just come out from watching a, a Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home and you're like, man, I need me, I need me for some Zendaya. This ain't it, Chief. Hmm. This ain't it. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Is this a? I kind of like the uh, the the fight aspect, and I kind of like the 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 break aspect. I don't love the filmmaking part, and and, and this is not me, my inner critic being like feeling attacked or feeling seen, but it is a little bit of that. <laughs> like like I said, I feel like I have to like tiptoe around this film to criticize it because I feel like everything that I could have thought to say, the movie already said it back to me. So <laughs> the you fuck know. you gonna say back, guys? Yeah. <sighs> you know it's Go funny. Uh, this movie's been criticized uh, for the, for its action for its writing. They yeah. praise Zendaya and uh, Miss Washington's performance, but that's about it. Yeah. Um. This movie, you know, I, one thing I always tell Nikki, and I, I'll hark on this with anyone. One thing I can, one thing I really dislike is movie couples because you can always tell that they're not a real couple in real life because they're missing those like little interactions that show that they're genuine, you know. Yeah. The manner in which they hold hands or kiss or talk or or walk together, or they hold on to each other, you know. It's so easy like you know couples in movies will just kiss and hug and that's about it, but do they have the chemistry? Do they have the the little things that show you that they're a real couple, you know? 
yeah resting the head on the shoulder properly when they're just sitting down or yeah you know when they hug is it just like down here or is it up here you know how are they holding yeah i'll give them this they felt like a real married couple they felt like a real couple i know they're not married in the movie but they felt like a real couple so props to these actors for one making me believe it mm-hmm. that fed into all the fights which uh if you watch this movie and you're with your spouse or your partner just criticize their fights don't don't get into them because <laughs> i distinctly remember just saying like this guy's just being an asshole at this he point. is yeah um but she calls him out on it and says like no like i'm the one i'm the last one standing i'm the one that's not going to kiss your ass i'm the one that's going to tell you you can do better if for no one else but because i know you can like yeah. i'm not one of your yes men i'm not one of your uh white lady critics from the from the new york times is going to tell you how great you are i'm going to call you on your bullshit and when you're doing something wrong i'm going to fucking tell you more than anyone else and that's what a partner is man like you know that's what that that's what you expect and in that aspect fucking props to this movie like fair enough you guys got that aspect down and again the ferocity the ugliness of how personal they got just fucking they bust out the heavy artillery pretty goddamn early and they're dating. They're not even married. Like they're just dating. And he busts out the, Oh, I've got a Polaroid back home in our closet of a girl that had sex with, uh, by a jacuzzi. That's in the shape of a heart. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, dude, like hold back something. God damn. Yeah. And they don't, um, Oh man, this movie was, I won't say ugly because it wasn't ugly, but it, it hurt. Like my heart hurt a little bit watching this movie because of all the shit she went through. Cause she even tells him like, this is my fucking story. Like would the story have been as good if I wasn't around? And he even, I think she actually managed to get him to admit it. And he says, no, I wouldn't have. Yeah. It would not have been as good if I didn't know you. Yeah. Which is about as close as he gets to saying like, yeah, you're fucking credit. Yeah. Which is insane because also this movie, this whole fight could have, this whole movie could have been avoided if he had just either said thank you to her or like fucking, I would have given her like a producer's credit, executive credit. Like, hey, yeah. this movie would not have been possible without Mia. Yeah. yeah. You know? I thought the movie was going to end with like him showing the film and him adding like the movie's dedicated to this, to her or something. Like, I feel like that could have been like a, like a, like a, okay. Yeah, they didn't do that, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just uh, if any, if we learn anything from this, don't watch it with your partner, <laughs> or make don't. sure that you're very, you're very. Make sure you're beyond the point that this couple is. Yes, or make sure there's no going back. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's plenty of ways we can still go back. Don't okay. don't, don't say that too out loud. <laughs> She will be. She will beat me. No, no. We joke about it. She. I. We both know she'll take me for everything I have. Oh, all my debt. College debt, man. Come on. Okay. Okay. Jesus. What, what did you think? I don't know, man. You have a past. What? I. I got away with most of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> well, no. Okay. So uh, I want to criticize this film just a little bit. Did you feel like it was pretentious as fuck? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Right? 100% to the max. (laughs) And and here's the thing. I I eat that shit up, man. Okay? 
I do. I because I do. Okay, simple as that. I can call out something and be like, that's pretentious, but I like it. And there are things that I can be like, that's pretentious. I don't care for it. This falls right in the middle. I can, I do not know where to put it because mm -hmm. it has things that I like and it has things I don't like. But yeah, hell yeah, super pretentious, especially now that I know who Sam Levinson is. Okay. Because <laughs> I saw Assassination Nation. I remember <laughs> it ended and I remember thinking, this is like a call to a call center for help, for assistance. It ended and I forgot I had it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a nothing movie. And Euphoria was kind of cool, but I give more credit to that to the directors and to the writers than I do to, to, to Sam Levinson. So if this, if, if this movie was a way for Sam Levinson to be like, those nasty critics still understand my genius, uh, I don't like the film. Um, I can like everything else in it, but I, I'm afraid I'm not going to like it because of that. I don't like the way that he positioned uh, what he's, the very obvious message that he was trying to say. Do, do you remember the film uh, Lady in the Water? The uh, M. Night Shyamalan? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. So there's a, this, there's a, uh, you know how Shyamalan always uh, cameos in his films? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a scene in, uh, in, in Leading the Water where they're talking about this, uh, th this kid is a prophet and he prophet, he has this prophecy that our writer is going to come and save us all. And he's going to, you know, write the next week's story and pretty much like save us and be our saver. But the critics hate him and they will never give him a chance. Guess who plays the writer that's going to save us? M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, fucking does. He does. Oh, fucking course he does. <laughs> and what happens? There's a critic character and he's an ass. He's a pompous ass. And what happens? He gets killed in like the most horrible way possible. I don't think Shyamalan was, you know, I don't think he's, I, I think he's smart, but I don't think he's like, Smart, smart. <laughs> so, like, when he put that there, I'm like, "Come on, come on, man! You're, you're, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing." So, I don't. Know, I feel like, but at least there, it was harmless. Here, uh, Levinson is tying his uh, insecurities, as I said before, of this nasty reviews that he got for Assassination Nation into this. Uh, into this black experience. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like it's correct. Mm -hmm. You know? It feels disingenuous? I feel like I feel like it's it's disingenuous because then he's using all this, like you mentioned, artillery of like, oh, they criticize me because of this, and they're, they're, they're always gonna try to, to make it political. And I just think like, man, maybe it's not that. Maybe we just don't like you, Levinson. And I don't know Sam Levinson. Maybe he's a super nice guy. Maybe he is. Um, but I just, I don't like what he did with this. Mm -hmm. And I can't get on board with it. Um, I can get on board with Zendaya and John David Washington performance. I can get on board with, you know, this being a, a project to keep to keep this these people working. Cool. And like I said, as an experiment, as like a thing to try, as a one and done, as a one shot. Cool. Fine. This movie exists. And good for it. But my biggest issues, and I've been telling them, saying them before, and I'll keep saying them, is I don't know who this movie is for. Like I don't know who the target audience is for, mm -hmm. and I don't like what they did with the uh, with this clearly self insert um, that this director is doing. Um, I'll give it credit that it's cool that we got like a nice uh, 
it looks beautiful. You know, it's the the shots, the aesthetic, the music is cool. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, of, of this kind of bottle movies that only take place in like one place, um, in one night. In one night, also. In theory, um, the movie takes place. It's a, what like an hour and a half. And in theory, the movie takes place over the course of two hours. Yeah, uh, this is this could. I'm so glad this is a streaming movie because if I had watched this in theaters, I would have. Uh, I don't know if I would have stormed out, but I definitely would be yelling at the screen. <laughs> um, Trust me, I, I doubt you would have been the only one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that theater would have been a ruckus early. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's that's my thing with this movie. I mean, it's it's kind of cool that it exists, I guess, but I, I think it does more harm than good. Do Sorry. You, you think he was trying too hard to be like an, a cool French movie because like, you, you, do you remember? Um, I don't know if you took if you took the class. Uh, it was like a history of film class, but not the one that we had together. It no. was foreign. It, it was foreign film, and that entire semester uh, we watched nothing but old French movies. Um, and there was one particular movie called My Life to Live, and I got really strong My Life to Live uh, vibes from this movie, but almost like it was. Uh, not an homage, but like inspired by it. Yeah, inspired, but also I guess trying a little too hard to be that kind of milestone thing. All of this is about a woman who dies in reverse. If that makes sense, like the whole movie takes place somewhat in reverse, and but it ends with her death. Um, and the whole thing is just a statement, you know. You know, this is my life to live. You know, I'll go about it as I please. You know, I I want to continue on, and had all the tropes. You know, the the jazz music going on during transitions in between major shots and major scenes. You know, where is she going? What is she doing? It's not as bottlenecked because it takes place over the course of the entire city of Paris versus uh, uh, in one night in one like small house. But nonetheless, I was able to relate a bit. I'm like, this guy is trying to like make a modern day douchebag black and white French movie, but I think he's failing. Mm-hmm. And I think he failed. I think I feel very standard default about this film. I feel like I was I, I, I was liking it at the start, but, and, and like I said, uh, thing is that outside influences shouldn't bother me. And like who worked on it shouldn't bother me. I mean, I should just judge the movie as it is, but I feel like I can separate it from that. So that is a, is bothering me. And that is why I, I don't think I can give this movie a very high uh, review. Um, but that's the thing about film. It's subjective. And if you can, if you don't care about who made it or why was it made or what's the story behind it or the, inf- or even the influences, like, like you mentioned, maybe people will like this movie. Like I said, I don't think it's for everyone. But it might find its audience, if anything, because it's kind of a niche, you know, unique thing. I don't think Netflix has another movie like this. Oh, my God. I just realized something. But it got released on Valentine's Day weekend. So I think a lot of people are going to be watching it. This movie is going to not let people have sex. (laughs) This movie is going to start so many arguments like, oh, my God, this Valentine's Day is going to suck for a lot of people. Well, that sucks for all the couples. I will be spending Valentine's Day watching the new Attack on Titan episode, so that's what we're that's what we what we're gonna be doing. 
Do you watch so, it yeah. subbed or dubbed? I watch it subbed. Uh, fucking nerd. <laughs> dubbed or Just, nothing. No, dubbed because, or nothing. No, because I watch it on Crunchyroll at 2.45, which is the second that it come, that the new episode releases. And, you know, it doesn't, like, uh, Crunchyroll doesn't have dub, so I watch it subbed. Monsters. That's my only option. Monsters, I say. I mean, I've seen the dub. Hell, hell, I've seen the Spanish dub. And it's good. Fair. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the only thing that takes me out is that the voice of Reiner is the same guy that dubbed Shrek in the Shrek movies. <laughs> so when Reiner is talking, I just hear Shrek. And oh, Jesus. It's not the best <laughs> we have. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can I ask you a really weird question? Absolutely. Only Sh- I, I, I only take weird questions. Does Shrek 2 hold up in Spanish? It's better in Spanish. <laughs> and I will fight anyone on this. You can ask any Spanish uh, speaker, anyone, and they will tell you that Shrek is better in Spanish. Shrek 2 is better in Spanish. The Emperor's New Groove is better in Spanish. And Malcolm in the Middle is way better in Spanish. Ask any Spanish speaker. They will confirm this and they will drive it to the ground. Does Shrek ever say pinche gato in, uh, in the Spanish one? No, that would be wrong. That would be what? too rude. It does say some things, but it doesn't say that specifically. It doesn't get away with that much? No. It no. gets away with pretty, pretty, pretty a lot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, no, the thing about the Shrek dub is that it's... It's not just translated, it's adapted into Spanish. So it just works better. But yeah. I want to see this I will, movie now. I, I would like to ask any any of our any any of our listeners, if you know anyone that speaks Spanish or is like a like like a has in as, as Spanish is their first language, ask them this. Shrek, Shrek 2, uh, Emperor's New Group, and Malcolm in the Middle. We're introduced to this in Spanish and we can only see them again in Spanish. They feel weird in English. That's weird, but okay, I believe you. Fair. Totally. Okay. Totally. I, I will I will die on this hill. Um Yeah. Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Fuck man, this one was kind of exhausting. Um Emotionally go, exhausting. Totally. Before we go into uh, rating it, uh I wanna uh, I wanna add a new a, a new section to to, to to this to this our program. Mm-hmm. Um which is I wanna ask myself, I wanna ask you. What did we learn from this? Uh, from this movie or this property that we just experienced, what did we learn from it? What are we taking from this? And here's what, I'm, what I learned and what I'm taking from this. If you're an artist and you're in a relationship and you win something or you have something successful, thank your partner first. You thank what? your partner first and then God. Yeah. Then God, then your parents, then your friends, then everyone else, then the, the, then the food people. But what did we learn from this? This could have been avoided if this guy had just, you know, think. You know what? You know how well this could have been avoided? If when she said, you know what? Let's not fight. Let's just go to bed and we'll talk in the morning. Go to bed and just talk in the morning. No, you can't. No, no. no. You, you know when, you know when, when, when the priest in the wedding tells you, tells you never go to bed angry. That's bullshit. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, sleep on it. No, Sometimes. I can't. Yes. I can't sleep with a thunderstorm over my head. You're about to because it's cold as hell in Texas right now. Fuck you. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I can't go to bed like knowing like, all right, there's a gun pointing at the back of my head. It's not loaded. 
but I know it's going to be in a few hours. So uh, let's deal with this now, shall we? Maybe, maybe it's because I'm not in a relationship. Maybe it's because I'm not married, but you know, I just, maybe that's why I'm single because I sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, no, Ron, I saw that. And she's like, we'll just talk about it in the morning. I'm like, bullshit. You're going to talk about it in the morning. This is a now problem, not a later problem. Well, no. Um, so what did we learn from this? <laughs> I mean, straight up, I think I could have avoided the fight. Like, I could, I could have danced around it. Like, he was too proud to apologize. Yeah, and I think that was part of the problem. Was like he wouldn't fucking say sorry. Yeah. Um, but no, I appreciated it because at the very least, she told him straight up, like I. You're you're now like a a wanted sorry a wanted um, critical darling like now people will love you yeah. because of this great piece of work that you made, and everyone is gonna love you. Everyone is gonna speak highly of you. Everyone's gonna tell you that you can do no wrong except me. Yeah, I'm the one that's gonna call you out on your bullshit. To me, at least, that's the kind of if we can take away something from this, folks, find someone like that. Because they will call you on your bullshit, and I promise you that's what you need more than anything else in this world. You need someone that's going to hold you accountable. Well, that took a lighter turn than I thought it was going to go. Okay. Hey. Hey. You know it's a weird. You know it's a weird episode when Chema's the dark one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this, this second Titan episode better be fucking good because that's all I have to live for at the moment. Oh god. Um, the little things. Ah, you can't afford to little things. It's the little things, man. Um, what would you rate the film? Um, can I give it three different ratings? Sure. That's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Fuck it. We're breaking. We're breaking the system. Malcolm and Marie was so weird that he broke the system. <laughs> Uh, the movie itself, I'd probably give like, God, like a D plus. Okay. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to watch it again unless like it was definitely. Just, like, unless it was just like pick at it, like you'd be like, this sucks. That's why this sucks. That's why this doesn't work. Like I don't think I, I don't see myself watching it again. Yeah. It's not complete and utter garbage because they had some points, some fair points that were made. That said, I'm gonna give one rating to the to the movie, but as far as the performances, like for Washington and Zendaya, straight up, I'd give them both nines. Like their performances were genuinely amazing. Like I never, how do I say this? I knew Zendaya was an actress. I now respect her as an actress. I always thought like, oh, okay, yeah, she's cool. She's she's MJ, but now I'm like, oh fuck, she can go. Maybe that's my fault. I barely got HBO Max, so I haven't been able to watch Euphoria, so I don't know how great she is. Oh, watch Euphoria. It's good. Definitely. It's so good. It's really? so good. But that show made me not want to have kids. Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe maybe not watch it for like another three or four years until maybe <laughs> have at least one. Damn. No, you need you need to wait until I have kids because our kids need to be friends. So oh, you God. need to wait for me. <laughs> No, you need to wait for me on that. Um, no, I mean, Euphoria is cool. Euphoria is definitely, like, really good. But I think that's a show that's better than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Zendaya is great in it. She's absolutely wonderful in it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little hard to watch, though. I will say that. Um, I think I yeah. got a tougher stomach, though. Like, I can watch. Yeah, it, no, you, you, you definitely can. But, you know, we're built differently. <laughs>
That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I can watch Suffering. It's fine. Uh, I wouldn't call it Suffering. You, you'll see. You'll see. Oh, God. You'll see. Okay. Um, let, let me rephrase the question. Can I watch Euphoria with Nikki? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay. All right, cool. It's just like I was watching that show, and I just remember thinking, like, I I, I was holding the controller, and I, and I was like, "Man, can't they make shows about college students?" <laughs> like that, that that was the whole the whole like thing because it was like, okay, another show about teenagers doing things. I'm like, can't 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 they just make shows about college? So I just feel less guilty watching. <laughs> no, no, okay, maybe guilty is not the word, but like, I know teenagers do that, but it's not what I look for in my fiction, you know. Yeah, I'm older. I'm older. There are no books about you know young adults post uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's books about teenagers and then books about forty year olds. Where's the in between stuff? I need the, I, I I need new new young adults. That's what I need. Uh, and that's how I felt watching Euphoria. But not discredit the show is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what would you rate, uh, Michael um, and Marie? I'm sorry. Uh, from one to ten, I would give it a four. Two stars for it's two stars. Uh, one star for the concept and the parts that I did like. One star for m- making me really hungry for mac and cheese. The rest, sadly, falls apart in my opinion. And I, I don't think the ending is very satisfactory. And the ending has to be satisfactory because it's the last thing that I'm going to feel. That's how I'm going to not leave the theater, but, you know, close out the Netflix and be like, okay, now I have to think about this. So if I have, if that's the last taste in my mouth, it affects it because that's, yeah, that's how the movie said goodbye. So I don't think the ending is very satisfactory. I don't think, the, I think while it's on, it's on, but I just don't think it comes together very well at the end. Let me ask you this though: Would you have finished the movie if it wasn't like your job to do so? Like, yes. would, like would you have just stopped in midway and be like, "Fuck this"? No, because I was entertained during it. It's just the ending. I don't. I don't think it, it came really that well. But yes, I, I would have finished it just just to at least say like, "Okay, at least I, I can have an opinion because I watched the whole thing." That yeah. one's in the bank. Yeah. Fair. Literally, this is the first movie that I had into my my letterbox. Which, by the way, John. Uh, uh, Malcolm would have hated Letterbox. <laughs> he would have Jeez. fucking hated it. Um, so yeah, so that's Malcolm and Marie. That's what we learned. That's our uh, Valentine's Day extravaganza mm-hmm. episode. Whatever. Uh, watch it second time. There's a, <laughs> there's um, it's gonna be fun stuff coming up. The, this next few months are gonna be very, very entertaining. I think uh, we're gonna get some pretty cool stuff really early in the year. Oh so, my god, we're gonna have Godzilla week. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, when oh yeah, you, you want to talk about Godzilla Week before we leave? Uh, no, 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 I'm just really looking forward to it, folks. You will find out about Godzilla Week later, but Godzilla Week is gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna do four individual podcasts, and they're all gonna be fucking legit. Who's doing Shin Godzilla? Uh, do you want to do it? I thought I'll you do might. Shin Godzilla. You want to do Shin Godzilla? Fuck it, we're I doing f- Shin Godzilla. Fucking love Shin Godzilla, man. You you've seen it? Yeah. My God, I think you're the only you're the first person I know that's ever seen that movie besides me. That movie was directed by Hideaki Anno, who's the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If yes! you think if you think that I wasn't going to see the creator of Evangelion do a Godzilla film, dude, bro, like, dude, did you yeah. know he held off on the movie for a little bit because he was going through another bout of depression after finishing the show? Oh, what a surprise! 
But like, what? Like, did the show make him depressed, or did the workload make him depressed? Evangelion ended in the '90s, and he, that man still still has a depression. Still has a battles. She's got some battle scars, dude. No. Um, here's the thing about about uh, have you seen Evangelion? No, is it like a TV show or an anime? Like, what the fuck? Is it's it? an anime TV show. Yeah. Okay. It's an anime. It's an anime series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those shows that. It's one of the most well-known anime shows ever, mm-hmm. and the thing about that is that it's uh, it ends, and you're like, okay, I got it at the start, but now I don't get it, and then now people like think they have their own theories, and it's 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 one of those shows. It's mm-hmm. one of those. It's one of those like you don't get it, man. You're not gonna even gonna like it because you're not gonna get it. Like whatever. Um, it's a gatekeeper's worst nightmare. Totally. It's it's one of those things that like if a girl says that she's never seen it, oof. Like, I feel bad for her because she's going to have a bunch of dudes just like, like uh, damn it. Um, no, but Evangelion, I think, is a real real piece of work. And, you know, he's he's mad talented that to, to create something like that. So I think it's a thing that should be experienced by everyone. And one of my favorite stories about Hideki Anno, not, 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 that, we're, not that we're on the subject. Um, <laughs> uh, the last movie that uh, Hayao Miyazaki made, it's called The Wind Rises. And uh, Miyazaki did uh, Spirit Away. He did uh, Princess Mononoke. He did all, all those films. Mm-hmm. His last film was this movie about, uh, this movie called uh, The Wind Rises. And it's about, it's a biopic, but it's anime. It's, it's, a, it's an anime biopic about the man who created, who designed the planes for World War II. And it's about how he was so passionate about designing airplanes and how he made it. And it's a, it's a movie about, this man's passion, but it's obviously about Miyazaki's passion for making films. And that's his last film. He did that and he, he's like, this is my last film and I, and I retire. Mm-hmm. So he made this film and everything. And he said, okay, how can I, who's going to voice this guy who created this thing very passionately, but it's created a bunch of arguments and fights and war and problems. Let me call Hidea Keanu. So he calls Hidea Keanu and he's like, hey, I know you're not a voice actor, but can you like voice this character who's like sad and depressed? And he's like, totally, man, I live for that. And then, so Hidea Keanu, the creator of Evangelion and the director of Shin Godzilla is the voice of the main guy in The Wind Rises. And in English, they got Joseph Gordon-Levitt for some reason. <laughs> it was great. I assume, <laughs> I hope. I mean, Jason Gordon-Levitt, so I have, I have faith. It's fine. It was fine, but the Japanese like you can feel the pain in this guy's voice. But yeah, let's let, let's do Shin Godzilla. I'm I'm down for that. I I'm it's it's due for a rewatch. I haven't rewatched it since this came out. All right, so I guess we're doing Shin Godzilla, folks. You will find out more about Godzilla, Godzilla Week, uh, leading into King Kong versus Godzilla, leading into the rematch sixty years in the making. And in case you can't tell, I am fucking hyped. I feel bad. We can't see this in a big screen though. What do you mean we? You want to cut right there? No. Oh, no, I have plans. Uh, I got plans for that movie. Yeah, no, I got plans. Mm. Okay. All right. I will will let you be ominous, you know, for for the show. (laughs) If you listen to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're trying to grow the channel. Also, if it's not too much to ask, if you can, please recommend it to your friends. That's how I found out about most of my favorite podcasts. If you can do the same, please and thank you. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below.
our audios are available to listen on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. So anywhere, we're available. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. I've been Chema. And I've been Eddie. And, and this, this was the was rollback. The rollback. <laughs> Got it right every time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.